Well, today we got to discuss a little bit about some jobs that we've had in the past and some interesting things that we've done. Uh, me specifically, some things in high school and college, and you got some interesting stories about being a paper boy and, right. uh, and doing some interesting fishy things in the army. And there's juggling. And there's juggling. Yeah. Lots of juggling and magic. <laughs> so we hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hello, welcome back everybody to Mishmash Men Podcast. Today I'm here with my partner in crime, Mr. Adam Mauser. How do you do? And I'm Dustin Labar. And t- today we're going to talk about something that I thought would be fun to talk about. Um, we are going to talk about, I'm going to call it story time with some jobs that we used to do. And then also we can talk about some things, you know, it may, it may roll into some stuff that's going on nowadays, but um some you know different jobs that you've had in the past any funny stories you have i thought that may be a uh a, a fun light-hearted topic after last week's uh yeah. last week's <laughs> last week's uh wartime discussion armageddon so, discussion Arma, yeah. so um so i guess i can kick it off so my funniest one which we've talked about on this podcast is i guess so i had a couple jobs when i was in high school i wasn't super focused in high school so I wasn't either. Yeah, you want a job that's like, so here's the perfect job when you're in high school, at least when I, when you were me. You didn't want to have to go, but you definitely still want to get paid. They're really hard jobs to find. Yeah. They almost don't exist. Um, so I did, um, well, let me think what my first one was. I should probably start with that. I worked at a ice cream shop. Like anyone we'd recognize? <laughs> no, no, no. It's like a, It was like a small town ice okay. cream shop. And you typically, only females worked there. I don't even know how I got the job. And when I say typically, I was the only male that worked there. Yeah. So, um, did you, did you date anyone there? No, I was, I was heavy. Oh, that's so right. The girls were cute. And I was like, you hey, still could have dated I'm somebody. I tried. You got that winning personality. <sighs> it wasn't winning enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's going to make a clip. Um, so I did work there and I was still heavy at the time. So you can imagine working in an ice cream shop that was, uh, <laughs> that was, uh, also cooked these delicious foot long hot dogs. Oh like, man. Oh, <laughs> dogs and ice cream. <laughs> I don't know what was so good about these foot long hot dogs, but I could have probably did eat three or four of that time. Yeah. Um, and I mean, but the ice cream was so good, but so I didn't was know. Was it a soft serve or just It was soft it? serve. It was oh, soft serve. I love some good so, soft yeah, serve. So you had to learn how to do the, there, there was like a technique to it, you yeah. know, to do the thing and then, and then you know, make the top good. Did you have a, a curl, like a DQ curl or some other kind of fanciness? As I got better, I could do like a curl at the top. Yeah. But the first, this is really funny. The first day that I worked there, they didn't really give me a lot of instruction on how to end the cone. Yeah. So there's the, an art to it. The, so the first one was about like, I don't know, six or eight rings <laughs> tall. And then I just pinched it off at the machine <laughs> with your fingers. Yeah. Oh, and and they, did you do one of these? <laughs> they were like, you can't serve that. It's the thing where they stand at the window and the customer's watching you make yeah. it. It's like a small shop. And they were like, you can't serve that to anybody. And I was like, pinched it. Well, how else? I was like, <laughs> 
dropped it. So that means the first the first bottom of the next cone is compromised too. Right. You know what I mean? I've pinched the top and the bottom of, of an ice cream swirl. Yeah. Well, they should have given you some amount of training. I don't always blame everything on training, yeah. but something like, okay, when you get to the bottom or the top of the cone, you got to do, you gotta do this a little feature. Thing. It may not be pretty at first, but at least you know, yeah. and you don't use your fingers. Yeah. Well, yeah, you learn quick. <laughs> Did you like, okay, I can't do that and just like eat the top of it and then hand it to him? <laughs> I ate the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I ate the whole thing. But you didn't give it to him. No, no, no. And then the one time, so you ever seen the hard... Um, uh, chocolate coating yeah. yeah oh i love that so they're really hard to do because it's soft serve ice cream right so without dropping it so um i'm surprised i kept this job that long so i did a, a cone and then i went to dip it and what you would think happened it, it just dumped it, it fell yeah and then i just reached back <laughs> and grabbed it out. <laughs> so That's i mean awesome. it was like just like this chocolate and, mess running and all you were place. able to continue working at this place i mean it must have it must be my personality yeah, it had to be. It must have been my per. And we worked for tips. You got like a little bit of money per hour, but then you made tips. And in the summertime, man, hot hot days, ice cream. Yeah. Where was this place near like a like an amusement park or anything like that? Or were there other venues in the area where people were like going out, or no, was it just no, standalone? It's, it's like this. It's called the. Ta- it was. I mean, it was Tasty Freeze. It's like a big yeah. thing. But then they changed it to the just the freeze. Yeah. When she moved locations, but this lady like. People pre- were pretty sure that she just laundered money through it because she would work. She would open the store for three months out of the year. So it's closed the rest of the year. Yeah. And it's a pretty, which isn't big, uncommon for ice cream it's, places. It's a pretty big mainstay in Tunkhannock, like my, my hometown. Like yeah. everybody knows about the freeze. It, the hot dogs are fantastic. Like all the stuff there is great. And then she just like lives in Vegas for, and that's like her job. She doesn't do anything else. Mm. So, I mean, I don't know that you probably make good money in the summertime, but I wouldn't think that you'd make live in Vegas without a job money the yeah. rest of the summer. So I mean, if she's if she's laundering, good on her, yeah. good on her. So related to that, there is a place. Uh, so Jennifer and I were both from the Dayton area, Dayton, Ohio area, and we started going up to Kings Island. We would go to uh, Kings Island near Cincinnati, mm-hmm. uh, Mason, Ohio is the closest town, and so we would stay up there. The past I don't know five or six years, we would we would go up there, make a sojourn up there, mm-hmm. and go to Kings Island with the kids right. and. And um, we we found this place called Whipty Doo, which is like a soft serve ice cream place. Uh-huh. And oh man, everyone loves Whipty Doo. Uh, we would go to Whipty Doo. It didn't look like much. It was Mason. Mason's a really nice town uh, in the outskirts of Cincinnati. And there was another place uh, closer to Cincinnati proper called the Cone. And they literally had a two lane drive through because they had so much volume. Oh of, snap! And uh, plus, it was a walk up, and the building was shaped like a cone. Okay. And it was money too. I mean, it was so good, so good. So I, I could go for some whipty doo. I love good creamy soft serve. Soft serve. serve. Oh. I mean, it was. Now that I think about it, they upgraded that place to give it a drop. Like when I tell you, middle of summer in Tunkhannock, if you show up there at four thirty, you're not getting served for an hour. Yeah. And there's no place to sit. It's just a parking lot in this building. Yeah. Like you just stand and wait. And but people would just and then they did put they did put a, a drive through in eventually but I mean it's a small parking lot like you can get one car and everybody's parking the entrance to the place I mean it was it was wild. They don't have um, they have chain soft serve places around here, but there's no like local like mom and pop soft serve that I know of in this area. Is there Huntsville. one on uh, 72 by um, Kroger's by Jeff Road? Is that did I just make that up? Kroger's by Jeff Road. That's a chain. Handles is a chain from Ohio. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is that the one I'm thinking of? It so, must be. You yeah, Handles, and they have some soft serve, but they're mostly dip. They're kind of like Brewster's. Brewster's uh, ice cream, you've probably seen those around too. 
Those are Handles is an ice cream place that was started in Ohio. Okay, I think the Youngstown area, um, and um, and then they have franchises that you can buy. And, and a guy brought uh, bought that franchise, and I think it was the first foray down this far south. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, but not not like local, like Whipty Doo or the Freeze or whatever. the Cone. The Cone. We need one of those. We should open one. I don't have a recipe for good soft serve, though. You know who's got good soft serve? Who? Uh, Phil Sandoval's. Oh, really? They do, like, you get this little tiny cup of ice cream. Yeah. Uh, if you want it after ice, after the meal. And it is some of the creamiest soft serve I've ever oh, had. Maybe we should just steal it from them and then open our own. And we'll call it Mishmash Men. <laughs> the pinch. Yeah, the pinch, yeah. <laughs> we'll finish Welcome. it off with a pinch. Welcome to the pinch. <laughs> Every every ice cream gets a squeeze. Uh, <laughs> You'll just be sitting in a chair over there, and yeah. then you bring the. <laughs> Who's that guy? I'm the pincher. It's a high level position. That's Dusty. Yeah. He's the pincher. He's the pincher. Um, do you have any good? Uh, did you have any good high or high school age? So high school jobs? age. Um, I mean, I like I had a paper route uh, that was fun, delivering papers after school, and then on Sunday mornings the weekend paper. So, I've always wondered this, and I've never talked to anybody that had a paper route. You didn't know the addresses by heart, right? You did you like did some people get papers and some not, and then you would just know it, or did you just throw a paper to every house on the street? Oh no, I knew who my customers were. So you got you got because customers. I had to collect from them. Oh, so you actually collected from them? Yeah. And who outsourced you? Like, who is your boss? Um, this lady, Mrs. Green. That's all I know. And she worked. Mrs. In- Green would bring me. She was like a distributor. Okay. And she would deliver all to all the paper boys. Oh. Uh, or I guess they were paper boys. Paper, I don't. Paper. I don't know of any girls that had a paper route. Okay, paper, and so paper. I had like one of those white canvas like sacks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so, you. Oh, really? Yes. And I'd ride my bike and get the paper. You know, ride up. I wouldn't. I didn't have it. There wasn't a box you put it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd ride the bike up as close as I could to the uh, to the front door. Throw it up at the front door. Go to the next one. It's, and then on Sundays, so that was the weekday paper. Yeah. And on Sundays, there was it was the one with all the sale ads, so it was a big old thick big thing. Paper, yeah, and I'd have to get up at five. My dad would help get me up because you know when you're that age, you're just you're not an early riser. How old are you at this point? Uh, 14, 14 okay. 15, something like that. And uh, I think I started it when I was fourteen, um, and so he'd get me up, help get me up at five, and which is super early for a fourteen, fifteen year old boy. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like the middle of the night. Now I get up at four or five, and I'm like, yeah. That. Let me take a couple naps if I don't have anything yeah. going on. So, um, and I'd have to insert the the ads into the paper. Oh, okay. You and then if it was them. raining out, I'd have to put them in plastic bags. Yep. And then he would have uh, more, there were more Sunday only customers than I had weekday papers. Okay. And he would have them in the back of the truck. And I would literally just run back and forth on both sides of the street. So I'd get a paper run to that one while he's just kind of idling along. Gotcha, gotcha, And then gotcha. so I deliver, I had like three or four streets, uh, maybe 150 customers. Wow. So how often did you um, get their money? Once a month. And did you go to their house and knock on the door? Yeah, like knock on the door. And some guys were just real would they, would, did you ever have curmudgeonly. To like, yeah, did you ever have to like, did somebody try to not pay you? No, they would. Um, they would always pony up the dough? They would pony up the dough. So they would pay you like, I don't know, how much money? I can't remember what the rate was. I mean, it wasn't like, tw- it was like maybe 25 cents for uh, a, uh, the daily paper and maybe a dollar for the Sunday. So paper. you're talking like 
You're talking like two dollars a week, and I, or like two twenty five a week. Well, I I collect about once a month. Yeah, but I'm saying like basically yeah, okay. about that. And then did that all go to you? No, because um, you had to pay the man. I had to pay the man, so it was uh, I was an independent contractor. Okay, so so you don't remember how much money you were pulling in? Like, no, I don't remember any of that. No, um, that's I've never talked to. I've always wondered like. Now that money wouldn't go into my account, and then I pay. I would just take that money. That's and what I figured. Turn it in. Yeah, you would just take whatever you owed them. Yeah, you, it was. Yeah, yeah. And and I got some amount of money back. Isn't it amazing how illegal drug dealers have the same setup operation as apparently a local paperboy? And from what I hear, pimps. Yeah, you have like a distributor, and yeah. you got to pay. You got to pay the distributor. Right. You can't. I mean, that's wild. I guess I didn't know how you got paid, and I didn't know because it's wild to remember all those addresses. If you were doing a hundred some houses, it wasn't remembering an address. It was just like, oh, that's Mister Green's house. I got gotcha, you. That's Mister Thorson's house, and that's, that's the holes. And that's, that's still that's still a lot of people. Still a lot of people to not. You ever screw up, throw it to the wrong house, and they, nah. Because yeah. I mean, it was like it was like clockwork. Now at first, like, I would have to remember it, but I don't remember that being this huge challenge because you would go around, you know, like regularly to these yeah. people and ask for money, and so I just knew that hey, they were a Sunday only customer. Oh wow. And then also, so did you have to get the 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 people to buy it or did they already have those people on the books and you took over or you like just start taking on papers? Yeah, I wasn't in the sales position. Okay. It was just existing customers. I understand. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. So that that was my paper boy job. Okay. And then I had I started working at Wendy's. I uh, got hired like right after I got my license. I uh, applied for a job. And I was actually the first employee hired for this Wendy's that They've uh, demolished that Wendy's, and now it's like a mattress store, which is kind of a surprise because it was uh, at the exit of I-70. I seventy, You know, the I-70 that goes east-west throughout the United States? Yeah. And pretty close to I-75, so how that Wendy's could not make money is just beyond me. But anyways, first employee hired for that, and then uh, that's where I met Jennifer. What would you do at Wendy's? I was hired as a grill man. So a fry cook? No, grill man. What, so that's different than a fry cook. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I was capable of making fries, but like I was a. Like, oh, there was a, a person that just only did the fries? When we were super busy. Okay, so you had, but if you were slow, you may do the. It grill. was slow. It was uh, all you needed to run the, the store was a back yeah. um, cashier, a front cashier, and a grill guy. You could do everything with just those three people. Yeah. And there was usually a crew leader there. Okay. Uh, now, when you're slammed, like lunch hour in the middle of summer, You'd have a whole back sandwich station populated, a back grill, a front grill, mm-hmm. front sandwich station, person getting drinks. It was a whole operation. Let me tell you something. In college, my first year of college, I would smash Baconators from Wendy's. I mean, that they were so good. I love Wendy's hamburgers. <laughs> they're so tasty. Just a regular, um, if I just need a quick hamburger, and it's hard to get it, and there's so many other options, like Five Guys or whatever, but um, the Wendy's hamburger is solid. There's something about it. Well, it's the fresh. Yeah, so I don't they, know if they still do fresh or not. So it sure tastes fresh. There's like a, a theory on that is that they keep them at 33 degrees. So technically it's fresh and never frozen because 32 would be frozen. But they're basically freezing them. I don't know if they do that now, but at the yeah. time, like literally, you would get, there was a sack of meat that you would get <laughs> from the distribution place yeah. and it would be put in the refrigerator, like a giant bag of meat. And they had this big patty machine. Oh, you made the patties. And like you... Like the, put meat into the hopper and it would like kachunk kachunk with the wax paper. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And make the patties. It, it was never frozen in our hands because, like, they would make up enough patties based off of the volume they had historically, okay. and then um, that's what you'd have. Okay, that's interesting. So Wendy's was 
the job you had all throughout high school or till you got to college or, or till you went to the military? Yeah, till I went to the military. So I'll, I'll, I'll jump in with my before. So like my last job in high school was working. My, it took me from high school to college was working for Pablo. Oh yeah, Pablo. For Pablo. So if you the guys phones heard our, are about to ring off the, the hook. Phone, the phones are about to light up. Light up. That's it. Uh, we, that was the episode with James. So if you haven't heard that episode, I go into a little more detail. But that Pablo, was a funny one. Yeah, Pablo was an international uh, trader, buyer, and trader of bovine and bovine ex, bovine products and accessories. Um, made most of his money in the semen trade. Yes. Um, I don't know if there was a distributor like a like a uh, like I guess always Pablo fresh, was, never frozen. It, no, it was always frozen. Always frozen. <laughs> yeah, it was. If it came hot, it was not good. Yeah, you didn't want the hot semen. Did I ever tell you about the hot semen box? <laughs> you have not told me about the hot semen box. Should I get into that real quick? Uh, it's maybe. A, it's a quick story. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if a tank came dry, meaning no liquid nitrogen, it all it all had you know whatever bad it got dumped out or something happened, all the stuff was bad. Like it's not it's bad. Right. So because the cells die. Yeah. It's de- yeah. It's yeah. They're, they're all dead. There's nothing to do with it. Um, so conventional wisdom would say you would do what? Throw it away. Throw it away. Yeah. Well, Pablo had a box on his shelf and it was written in Sharpie, the hot semen box. <laughs> and so <laughs> I don't know why I still asked him why. And he said, don't ask me, just do it. Yeah. So he would uh, never ask a question. You don't want yeah, so to know the answer. So he would say that tank came and drive. Don't put all the semen in the hot semen box. Yeah, that's nasty. So do you know, you, you probably know cause you did farming, but it comes in like these little straws. Like they're like the really, really, really small straws. We, we never did AI. Okay. But it, I just thought just, maybe you had seen it just in your, no. <laughs> so they come in these little small plastic straws. And, uh, and so you, you'd pull down that box of, of uh, the hot box and it was not, cool it wasn't super cool it was uh, not a fun experience but it's a fun story to tell because i can't think of a reason why you would, <laughs> why you would I keep just it. throw it in the trash i mean that's where i would put it yeah i mean or I pour would, it down the sink and then throw I mean, the refuse away i mean i would probably just throw them in a garbage can yeah. just like straws of useless it's just basically useless plastic but he yeah. decided he's going to keep them and who knows why i actually just talked to a friend Only pablo would i actually just talked to a friend of mine from tunkanic um and I haven't talked to him in a while. And I asked him if he had seen, heard from Pablo. And he was like, they think he went um, AWOL for like two months. And like his wife didn't know where he was. Wow. And he was just in Uruguay. He's from Uruguay. And he was just in Uruguay maybe. Yeah. So that's the kind of guy I worked for. Interesting cat. Started drinking uh, the uh, bottom shelf scotch as soon as the coffee, first pot of coffee ran out. Ugh. So 9.15, the coffee, the coffee pot's empty. 9, 9.20, whiskey. That's Scott, nice. Scott, yeah. He was a, he was a wild fellow. Yeah. So um, so that brings us to, so you had a job in the, so you went to the military. Yeah. And then you were just talking before we started that you had some, an interesting. Yeah, this is a, a good story. So uh, I was probably about 21, 22. That's probably 22. And Hurricane Andrew and some of the listeners might remember this hurricane Andrew blew through Homestead, Florida, destroyed a ton of stuff. It was like a big deal. So this is like July, maybe August of 1992. So I was 22. So, um, our, I was up in the 10th Mount division, infantry guy up there and our unit deployed to go help clean up hurricane Andrew. And so we get down there We're we're in this like bunch of, uh, giant tents and cots uh, in this area that, um, it was like a future, uh, condominium development area, mm-hmm. you know, like those areas that they haven't developed yet. So it's just like a lot of 
stuff where the they clean out the cement truck or sure. whatever. Yeah. Um, and then they had some building going on. There was a, a a stadium down there or like a ball field where I can't remember. I think it was the Cleveland Indians where they played. So that's the kind of area we were in. A bunch of just tents everywhere. Uh, it was a miserable deployment as deployments go. Yeah. Like it, we were in better conditions in Somalia. If that tells you anything. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Like, I can't so wait uh, to get back to Somalia. Yeah. <laughs> so which was like the next year. So we um, we went to um, we were cleaning up. Like we had the same area for like three weeks. We were down there a month total, mm-hmm. and I'm back right under thirty days. Uh, and there were money reasons for that. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the same area, but we had we got tasked to clean up this uh, fish market. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, we also had that. Th- this was the fun part. We had a access to, and some of our guys. I didn't have a license to do it, but if some of the guys had experience driving uh, larger vehicles, like they might have had their CDL or whatever, and th- we had a dump truck. Okay. Or not a dump truck, a, a garbage truck. Oh. The old school garbage truck that, you know, guys hanging off the back sure. and it's got the big arm that comes down. Like you throw the stuff into the back and it scoops it up yeah, and yeah, pushes yeah. it. Uh, one of those. And that was so much fun hanging off the back. You know, I'm basically, you know, I'm, I'm still a young man. And it's, you know, when you're that age, hanging off the back of a garbage truck, that sounds like something fun to do. That's around the same time as that movie came out with Emilio Estevez? Um, Dirty, what, no. Uh, gar- Man at Work? Men at work. It might have been around the same time. It was within recent memory. Okay. So, um, so we're riding around. We clean up. We we had to clean up the fish market. Jeez. And this is two three weeks into like after the hurricane and after the power was out. So fresh. In the, in the region. So fresh fish. Yeah. <laughs> so we go. There was a uh, a trash can like the old metal trash can mm-hmm. like Oscar the Grouch sure. that kind of he lives in. You know, it had been raining, and there was, like, this seal of the rain and the fish guts that had, like, kept the stench, apparently, okay. under wraps, where you couldn't smell it. But somebody, you know, like, hey, we got to throw this in the back of the garbage truck. Somebody knocked it, and it broke the seal. It smelled so bad, like, the guys that were near it ran away throwing up. Oh, my like, God. Like, it was instantaneously. Oh, my God. <laughs> so then it became this dare, like, hey, Keevney, you and, and uh, we had this guy, Bessler, from uh, Wyoming. So Keevney was from Alabama. Bessler was from Wyoming. Um, we dared them to like pick it up and put it in there, and they did it. Oh uh, Bessler, I think if I remember correct, Bessler was able to hold it down, uh, but Keevney he ended up running away, throwing it up. But it was one of those things like daring someone to take that trash can. In the meantime, we're like we're like standing back because yeah. we don't want to smell this. I mean, you can smell it, but it's not like you like, didn't smell it. You didn't smell it. Smell it, smell it. You could smell it, but it wasn't like. But you didn't go close to it. No, okay. No, we were like standing way back. We're like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll each pitch in five bucks if you go do oh, this. Oh yeah, heck yeah. And so, uh, so we dared them, and they were able to get it in the back of the truck. But it was just that whole area just reeked because no electricity for weeks. Yeah. Um, and in a fish market, is it that smells unpleasant anyway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you throw out no power, and it has the, the garbage hasn't been cleaned up for for weeks. It was yeah. it was disgusting. That's terrible. It was. I'm glad you didn't smell it. You'd probably be a different person if you smelled it, it seems like. Again, I could smell it. Well, I mean like. But it wasn't like, like in my face. Like, like it like, wasn't like overpowered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let me think. So after I got out of college, I worked for Pablo for a little bit. 
still because it was a good it was a good i mean it was, was this a cash only deal that you had he no he had payroll oh so it was like w2 and everything mm-hmm. okay yeah. his wife did the payroll um if you could imagine that a lot of times they forgot and you'd have to be like i'm sure hey it's friday like yeah it's payday and they'd be like oh yeah oh that's right we got to pay and you for all this work and done. when you're in college or high school and college you're like i need that money yeah like, like now because I got eight things I have to buy that I don't need, and it's very. It's part of the deal. You pay me, I work. I work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I had a funny conversation with a guy at work today about that, but I'll, that's that's a long story. I'll tell you later. Um, but um, so then I went to I coach CrossFit for a little bit when I got fit. So I coached CrossFit, right? Um, and then I worked at the place that Pennsylvania or that uh, the office is based on. So I worked at PA Paper Supply, and, and PA it, that was the building that they based the office, on. like the outside. Yeah, like that vi- that picture of that tower in the beginning of the episode of the office. That is that. Yeah, the office looks nothing like it. The offices look nothing like it. The inside. The insides look. Yeah, nothing but the like outside. It. But the outside, yes. Yeah. Uh, so it was PA Paper Supply, um, is based. They based under Mifflin off that. Don't know why, because it's not like exactly like how that showed portrayed it oh i'm sure yeah um but being they, they're interested in making a funny show yeah that's right. just some I mean, random it was it was the most uh mind-numbing job so i was an inside sales paper salesman so do you know what that means before before you do that i want you to try to characterize yourself so the salesman on the show you had phyllis you had stanley you had jim uh and you had dwight and yeah. you had andy later on yeah which one of those five people were you most was like i most like Andy, Jim, Dwight, Stanley. I was probably Phyllis. I was probably most like I don't want to say that I was most like Stanley, but I feel like I was most like Stanley. Like like you know, Stanley gets up at four fifty nine and is walking out the door. <laughs> yeah. like that was me. Um I didn't do crosswords, but I actually got in trouble for um so this is my entrance into a company that had like like technology to like see what you were doing on your computer. Yeah. And they were like my boss called me in the office. They're like, do you know how many messages you sent on Facebook Messenger in the past 24 hours, like two days at work? And I was like, no, they were like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. They're like, we don't even know how you did any work. Was this manager, was he a lot like Michael Scott? No, it was a lady. And it was the late, so it was, I don't want to say her name. It was a lady and her husband owned the company. So she was the manager. Oh, yeah. But he owned, I mean, he millionaire. I mean, just I mean, unbelievable. Like you couldn't even walk by his office door. There was like a sign, like "Don't even touch it." Like, like you did you have to, to genuflect when you saw him? It's pretty much what you had to do. Like nobody saw. Like for a while, I never even saw him. Like I didn't even know if he existed or not. Like, yeah. and then if you wanted to talk to him, you went to his his um, basically his assistant, but she was like the office manager, and uh, and like you had to go through her. You you couldn't even like. I mean, you couldn't go into his office. And she was probably pretty surly, right? Oh yeah, had chip on her shoulder. Yeah, she had chip on her. I mean, she's like, if I could, you're the way you're thinking. It's exactly like, yeah. It's like um, that lady from Monsters Inc. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking yep. about? Yeah, uh, it's like her. Um, and you couldn't touch his office door. You couldn't knock. It was like he had a sign at the door. It was like, don't ever knock. Like he's doing something. Like, do you know how cutthroat the paper sales business is that you can't <laughs> knock gosh, on my door? Awesome. Um, and his son was. Uh, was he inept? <laughs> yeah, dude, his son. He, I met him doing cross. That's how I got the job there through his son. So I d- coached his son in CrossFit, but he fancied himself a businessman because his his dad was right. a businessman. But you want to know what he did? Nothing. Magician. <laughs> 
Did he have a whole like, outfit, like a top hat? He, he was like a fancy magician, so he would do like fancy stuff. But he like, I talked to him one time. This is the kind of guy he is. We're just talking to him about we we were gonna meet and talk about a CrossFit gym. He made me sign an NDA. Yep. At a at, at a Moe's at a Moe's Mexican restaurant, he was like, "I'm gonna need you to sign this, this so that none of this gets out." And I mean, I was like, "Like what? Like and to who? Like who will it get out to?" This is the kind of guy he was. Now he was like, "No, no, pick a card, <laughs> like that kind Did of." Did he guy. pull like ping pong balls out of your mouth? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. He was like, "You know, that's a pretty interesting thing, but you you have something behind your ear." <laughs> that, so did he? Did he also juggle? I don't know if he juggled or not. I don't remember. You know what? I bet you not because he's not very coordinated. Remember Will Ferrell's character when he came on? Yes. Yes. Uh, D'Angelo. And he did the the no. He juggled. Um, I forget what he called shadow juggling or something like that. Yeah. He didn't have his balls with it. Oh, my gosh. So that was, was hilarious. He did, it, he did it without him. Yeah. <laughs> Phyllis, do you trust me? <laughs> that was so funny. So his son never really worked there. But like he would do some stuff if like he was. I mean, he, I mean, he magic, I mean, he was just making money off his dad. Yeah. So. Um, was it, did you ever see his act? Yes. Was it like hey, this guy's pretty good, or was it like pathetic? It's not. The, it's not as pathetic as you want it to be. Okay. But it's not as good as it as it's not as good as you want it to, as it should be to that be your job. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. So like you're like okay, how did that dollar bill get in there? But also, I don't really care that much. Yeah. So it's not like he did anything crazy, and he would be like, he would post stuff. I think he does a podcast now. It's probably like. Well, who doesn't have yeah, a podcast, true. Dusty? Yeah, that's true. We have a podcast. You yeah, have two. I do have two podcasts, but um, I'm no magician. I'm that's no true. magician. Um, and I can juggle. Can you? I can. I need to see that. Yeah. Um, so he was, but that's what I was going to say. So it was the most mind-numbing job. So do you know what an inside pa- paper person does? No. Inside paper salesman. I have no idea. Okay. I mean, my all of my knowledge of the paper industry is based off of watching the office. Okay. So those people in the office, like they're, they're like salesmen, but like my job in the office was paper or inside paper sales. But really what that means is they have outside paper salesmen who never come to the office. Right. That makes sense. Basically never see them. They're out just drumming, drumming up new business, making deals and doing whatever. And you're assigned those guys. So they, so basically they go something like this, Mr. Mr. You know, company, I'm going to sell you a hundred reams of paper at this much, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, let's shake on it. They call me and they're like, put an order in for a hundred reams of paper to this guy. And then you have to be like, okay, at what price? And they're like $3. And you're like, I can't do $3. Like the, there's a system. that's like, no, you're not allowed to do $3. Right. You got this. Top and pro- bottom profit right. margins. Yeah. And so they'll be like, you know, you know salesmen are interesting person so telling a salesman no yeah they take that as like a, they don't think that way no everything's yes it's got yeah but yeah so you'd have to fight and then you'd be like go to go to her and get approval because this is this is a big client so it's just he's like, already made a promise right i mean he's already shaking hands on it and yeah. i mean it's it is a i mean it's a, oh my, i mean but it's so boring i mean it is so so boring that i i was like when i got out of there i was like throwing a party i've never been so happy in my entire life to get out of that job so like when you watch The Office, I hate to keep dragging him back no, to The good. Office. This is a, this is a good. <laughs> when you watch that show, are you like, oh my gosh, I can totally identify with this? Some of the stuff, like even in being in The Office, so it's like what you think. Like you're in a cubicle. Yeah. You're basically segregated from everybody else. You all have to take different lunch times. 
Like not, you don't have a lunchtime at the same time because somebody has to man the. That's like a prison. It is prison. It is a hundred. And that's when I really, my brain really clicked and I was like, you don't belong here. No. I mean, no one belongs in that kind of environment. That is not conducive to humans. So there's, yeah, nobody belongs there, but there are some people that thrive in that environment because they don't really want to do anything. Right. So it's like the perfect, if you just want to like be like this all day. Yeah. Like just typing. (sighs) I mean, and not have to think, not have to think anything. Yeah. Um, It's, I mean, it's a great job. But if you want to, if you have any desire to like do any kind of outside the box, it's not an outside the box thinking kind of job. No, it's not <laughs> like, you know, they bought a, this is how, this is how, um, this is how like set everybody is in their way and not doing anything extra is we had this old system of like, of like, of entering orders uh-huh. and they had paid like hundreds of thousands of dollars on this new system. But everybody that was inside sales said it didn't work. Like it doesn't work. You can log into it and here it is. And you ha- you may have to check it every once in a while, but it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So I started using it because I, like an intro, I was like, I want to see what this thing is. It was so far superior, easier, faster, more user friendly right. than the old system. And that I was like, I was like, I can't believe you guys aren't using it. Like it's too hard to learn. I was like, it took me five minutes it is so much better than the old one and they i went to like i was like can i use this and they were like well nobody else wants to but if you want to use it you can and i was like so much more efficient than everybody else yeah um but they didn't even want to try it they were like no this is the way we do it we take a lunch at 11 we eat from 11 to 12 and it was like i mean it was when i got out of there it was like the happiest day of my life i bet i shouldn't say that but marrying laura having finley Leaving that job. up to that point, it was yeah. a happy up, state. Up to life. that point, it was yeah. the happiest other than state. other than pinching that ice cream cone. That was felt pretty good, if I'm being honest. I I pinched it with my tongue. <laughs> um, we got time for a couple more. Let's do. Let's talk about two or more. You got anything good? Uh, I'm trying to think of any like jobs like that are relatable that that. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but so you're, if you got another so one. You're, so you're at a weird, not a weird thing, a good thing, is that you went into the military. Yeah. So you didn't have to deal with these experience, like this this kind of job, I think. Like that was like a, entr- what I guess I mean is like, I hadn't like found my way nearly at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like trying stuff out and then you feel, then you realize that certain things are miserable, which are, it's a good lesson because you learn what stinks, what, right. what you're not going to like. I was explaining to Makai, my brother, who was here in off camera two weeks ago. Yeah. They, um, they might have seen a reasonable facsimile yeah, of him. It was pretty close. Um, Very accurate. But, like, I was telling Makai, I was like, some people work in factories, mm-hmm. and we need those people. Uh, yeah. But not everybody's meant to work in those factories, no. and they can't do it. And that's when you've kind of, when you're, when you're like, that's how I figured it out. Because, you know, they, you get money. And sometimes working in a factory, you get more money than you can just doing something different mm-hmm. in the field, but you can't handle it like mentally. Like it's, it's too much. Like just doing this. Like, like, like mass production repeti- type stuff. Like repetitive, yeah. whatever it is, like whatever that thing is, like even working in the paper company or being at like a, a factory, like pressing the same button over and over again, like that would make my, like I wouldn't be able to do that. But some people can, they need that structure. Like they need that kind of like in the box, like, and we need those people. But that's not for everybody. No, it's not. In fact, there's, um, you know, there's a lot of good um, things to think about as you're kind of growing up, especially as young men, because schools are not really. I was. We had this conversation on the other podcast. Uh, the way we do school is, I 
I have a lot of disagreement with it. Yeah. Uh, especially for young men, it's not conducive to uh, the way young men are built. Yeah. You want young men to be like explorers and uh, outside the box thinkers right. and can do and very vigorous. And you make them sit in classrooms eight hours a day. Yep. Um, you're training them the wrong way. That's right. Uh, you want to exploit that kind of energy that they have. Yeah. Uh, and that was one of the reasons why I quit school and, and joined the army. It's like, yeah. ah, this, this stinks. I don't, I don't like this. Yep. There, there's many times that I look back. I, I thought about doing it when I was younger and joined the military. I think it helps with, I think it helps with a lot of things. And I wish I, I still today wish I, there's times when I think back now that I'm, I'm too old to do it. But times when I think back and I'll be like, man, I wish I had joined the military when I was younger. Cause I was, it was an option yeah. when I was, cause I didn't go to college right away. I took like a semester off to like kind of figure it out. And I was like, Oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll go into the military. Probably would have been really good for me. Um, but instead I worked at PA paper supply and, and some other, some other turds along the way until yeah. I, I found my way, but it, you know, it all works out for the better. But what about your EMS job? Any good stories from that? I have one quick one and then we'll, we'll end it. Um, so when I knew I didn't want to be a firefighter anymore, this is the day. So we fought a fire during a hurricane in a flood because somebody um, lit their house on fire because they didn't have flood insurance. So, but we don't, Gosh. we don't know that when we roll up on just it. Just strongly suspected. We, we just right? know that there's a house fire and in a th- flood. We suspected it when all the stuff was out of it. Like they had taken their stuff <laughs> and left. Um, but so if you know anything about like firefighting, you, your truck only has so much water. Mm-hmm. And then, so you, you either have to hook up to a hydrant or some other thing. Right. And in that case, that other thing was, we're standing in it. Yeah. Just flood water. Well, flood water is the grossest stuff. It was like oily and like brown. Gross yeah. There's water. all kinds of impurities in it. And, oh. it, and it's got to be like in order to pressurize it, it's got to go through a series of valves and stuff. Yep. So it's probably it's, dangerous, it's right? Not, it's not great for the, for the th- but we didn't have another option. Right. So, but the problem is you're spraying it on everything. So it's getting on you. You're also standing in the flood water. Yeah. As we're fighting the fire, as we're fighting, the, we're, we're about like waist deep. And Holy mackerel. Yeah. It was pretty terrible. That's legit. Yeah. It was I was thinking serious. like, you know, maybe, maybe ankle deep. No, we were like swimming in it. So we would have to like walk through this waist deep flood water up to where the house was and then fight the fire in there. So we're spraying everybody with gross water yeah. in, in the face. Like one guy opened up. So you're supposed to open up a hose. There's a lot of pressure on that hose. Yeah. So by design. Open it up slowly. Well, this guy, they brought in, um, they brought in outside help. So like different municipalities sent their firefighters to us. To was help it a us. four alarm fire? It, it was a two alarm fire, <laughs> but still a pretty good one. Not a yeah. four alarm, pretty good. So, but I mean, just for the, just for the hurricane, we got aid because we weren't going to be able to help with all the rescues and all the stuff. We needed extra firefighters. So like different cities sent their, their okay. firefighters. This is us. South Myrtle beach then. Yes. Okay. Myrtle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this guy hammers open on, it's a, it's a big line that's flowing into, it's two big lines that are flowing into one line and then it's spraying. And he opens it up, and when I tell you, it shot him straight up in the air. Then it turned over, and it shot him straight down into the flood water. He was in the, like, you couldn't find him. Couldn't find where he was. The guy at the, at the other thing cut it off when he saw it, so he, yeah. he didn't even have it shut off. But, I mean, he was under that flood water for 20 seconds. Wow. For sure swallowing it. There's no way you didn't. Yeah. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah, because of the surprise. Yeah. So, we're, I mean, we're all in gross flood water. The roof falls in us on in on us as we're inside, like the worst case scenario. Luckily, yeah. nobody was hurt. Uh, we finally get the fire out, and we're all like we're greasy. It's yeah. not like we're wet. 
we're greasy. Our, all of our turnout gear is like totally wet and gross. And like, I got home like, so the roof almost fell on us. And I was like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Yeah. This is like, cause it was, you know, it was just one of those things where you were like, I can't like, cause you have to love that job. You know yeah. what I mean? That's like one of those things where you have to love that. Oh yeah. I was just like, miserable. I was like, this is not super fun. Yeah. Um, but that guy, um, getting totally blown up into the air and then shot, like when he got back, we, I didn't know him cause he was from a different municipality, but I was like, I'm just going to be honest with you. There's not a chance that you don't have AIDS. There's no way you went into that water. Oh, man. <laughs> There's no way you went into that. You, you swallowed it for sure. You like engulfed some of that water. It's disgusting. And he was like, don't, don't talk about it, man. But they took us out of service for like eight hours because everybody had to wash their gear. Right. That was basically a biohazard thing. They had to wash the rigs down and run fresh water through it and clean out the whole thing. Right. Out. I mean, so you're was, talking sewage also. It's basically sewage. Yeah. yeah that's I was sewage. Thinking. Any of the oils and greases Anything. that are, yeah. And in a, that's what I was going to say. Um, as we're standing in the water, something you can see something like floating, and I look, and it's just a dead boar, just oh, a dead man. boar. Like you know what kills a boar? Not a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just it's like a sturdy creature. It's just, it's just like it's a by sturdy. Me. It's like a cockroach. And I like poked it, and it just like kept floating that way. I was like, oh boy, we're all gonna die from this water. <laughs> so, um, cool. Well, that's my last fun story. I mean, I probably have more, but that's a good one for for to end on a dead boar floating by you yeah. in greasy, gross sewage water. So. Um, thanks for indulging me in this one. It was a good episode. I enjoyed it. Um, we appreciate you, the listener. Yeah. And hopefully you guys tune in next week. And we hope you enjoyed the past episodes as well. Yeah. Until next time, this has been Mishmash Med Podcast. See ya.